What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Dominic. This is Nerd Patrol. As you know, today is Saturday, which means it's time for Saturday Morning Cartoons. That is correct. This is the first episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons, and I am super excited. I hope you are as well. Today, the movie that we're going to be going over is the DC animated movie Batman Hush. This movie came out in 2019, so it's about a year and some change old. I love this movie. I think the timeline is fantastic. I think the overall plot is fantastic. The art is exquisite. The animation is very, very well done. It flows perfectly. The voice acting is done very well. And without further ado, let's just dive right on in. So the movie opens up with Bruce Wayne dodging social interactions at what seems to be a charitable event for rich people. And you know he's he's talking to alfred on an earpiece saying alfred what's the situation outside in gotham alfred quips back saying sir you could take a night off bruce wayne doesn't even humor this and he sees selena kyle and at this point in time selena kyle has been one year free of crime so bruce wayne says you know you're right i'll go chat with the locals he goes up to selena kyle and they start flirting a little bit they start going back and forth Thomas Elliot appears, and this is one of Bruce Wayne's childhood friends. He says they were inseparable when they were kids, and now they barely see each other, mostly because Bruce Wayne is too busy being Batman. But Thomas Elliot is a world-renowned brain surgeon. He works in the noggin. <laughs> so Thomas Elliot is talking to them both. He says, I'll go get us some drinks. Alfred talks to Batman or Bruce in the earpiece saying, sir, there's something that needs your attention. Catwoman looks at her phone shortly after Bruce has left and it says, here kitty kitty in a text message. So she up and leaves as well. Thomas Elliot comes back with what seemingly is two glasses of Gotham's finest whiskey. And instead of being super sad about them leaving, he just downs both the glasses and says that they would be a perfect couple. So, the situation that we find out that Batman should be paying attention to is Bane has kidnapped a child, but he kidnapped the kid in broad daylight, which, as Bruce Wayne, as Batman, Batman as Bruce Wayne, I apologize, (laughs) as Batman is saying, that is not like Bane. Bane operates during the night. He operates in the dark hours. So, already, he's very suspicious, but... He still goes forward. So Bane has kidnapped this child and he's demanded a ransom from the family. The Gotham PD sends in a ransom on a robot because they know that Bane just smashes things. So they're not going to send in a uniform or a member of the family. They're going to send in a robot that is somewhat disposable and expendable. So Bane gets beat up by Batman because that's what Batman does. Batman goes to work, son. Batman always wins. Uh... Not always, but I I digress. Batman kicks Bane's butt. Lady Shiva walks into the picture as Batman is standing over Bane. She tells him, there has been a number of mysterious break-ins all across the League of Assassins. Do you know about this? And if you didn't know, Lady Shiva is known as one of the most deadly beings in the multiverse she's an expert swordsman she's an expert martial artist and she's the current head for the league of assassins 
I apologize. My coffee's coming back to talk to me. Batman says he's talking to Lady Shiva and he says, No, I don't seek out a vendetta with the League anymore. I don't, I'm not responsible, nor do I have any knowledge about these mysterious break ins. Now get out of my city. And Lady Shiva complies, but she also asks Batman, Where's the ransom money at? And Batman sees that the ransom money is gone and hears a window in the warehouse opening, looks and sees Catwoman is escaping with the ransom. So of course Batman does what he does and he gives pursuit. During the pursuit, Batman uses his grapple gun, shoots from one building to another. A mysterious gunman from the shadows shoots a bullet, cutting the line. Batman falls down, skyscraper height falls down flat on his back knocking him unconscious and doing god knows what to the rest of his body we see that catwoman is actually shocked that this has happened and she's actually worried she's worried about batman because as much as their paths cross between crime and justice batman and catwoman have had a continuous i don't want to say fling but they've had a continuous flirtation thing going on for a very long time and so she's shocked and a little bit worried. We see this mysterious gunman walk out from the shadows and he says, Hush, Batman. Hush. So at this point in time, we still don't know what his name is, how he got to Gotham, or what his play is. But nobody good comes from the shadows. When the bad guys are doing their naughty bad guy business, Batman comes from the shadows, it's not good for them. When Batman is gunned down and somebody comes out of the shadows, that's not good for Batman. Nobody comes out of the shadows for a good reason in Gotham. They just don't. <laughs> so, we see that Catwoman goes down and defends Batman's body against three thugs. Batgirl shows up. Catwoman and Batgirl have a quick little discussion. Batgirl's blaming Catwoman for this and Catwoman just says, Take care of him. And she makes her exhumed with the ransom so we see Catwoman goes to a hideout that is immediately unmistakable as Poison Ivy's hideout because there's just ginormous green plants everywhere and instead of the thugs looking scary they're trimming the plants and watering them because that's what Poison Ivy's thugs do so Catwoman gives Poison Ivy the ransom money and we see that Poison Ivy has been controlling Catwoman by her kiss, her like mind control kiss. And so if you actually watch the movie and you look the tiniest bit at Catwoman's eyes when Poison Ivy kisses her, you see a flash of green, indicating that she is once again under the mind control of Poison Ivy. Shortly after Catwoman exits, Hush comes out of the shadows, and we don't know his name is Hush at this point. I'm just calling him Hush because that's what he said prior. But Poison Ivy addresses him as Hush. She says, Hush, what are you doing? And so at this point in time, we have concreted that his character name is Hush. And the set upon agreement for them both was 50-50 on the ransom money. Well, Poison Ivy says, well, you know, I could kill you and take all the money. And Hush says, well, if you do, this herbicide bomb will destroy you and all of your plants. 
So Poison Ivy continues to work for Hush. And at this point in time, we see that Hush has, is behind this whole thing. He set up Bane as the fall guy because he knew Batman would take Bane out. And then Catwoman would be able to take the ransom money, give it to Poison Ivy, and Poison Ivy can split that ransom money with Hush. So right now, I still don't know really who this Hush character is, but we see that he is the mastermind of at least three villains. Yes, I'm classifying Catwoman as a villain. Get over it. So we go back and we see Batman is in the Batcave with Nightwing, Batgirl, and Alfred. He is extremely damaged. They discuss that Batman can't go to the hospital, but Bruce Wayne can. So they go and they wreck one of the cars and they let Thomas Elliot know that his childhood friend Bruce Wayne is coming in after a terrible car accident. So Bruce Wayne goes, gets healed up by his noggin doc friend Tom. After he's healed, he's back in the Batcave and he's talking and doing everything that Bruce Wayne does trying to figure out who this character is who this hush guy is he then goes to Metropolis to talk to Lois Lane but not really talk to Lois Lane he's really there to talk to Lex Luthor but he uses the masquerade of Bruce Wayne getting an interview with Lois Lane to cover up for Batman talking to Lex Luthor so Batman finds Lex Luthor in his apartment in the middle of the night which his apartment is a stupidly big penthouse. But Bruce Wayne at ah, Batman, I apologize. <laughs> Batman asks Lex Luthor, is there any data, like transcripts, about the Lex, the, the Lex core formula that can help plants grow in extremely harsh conditions? Lex says, you know, he begrudgingly says yes, and he gives Batman the data. We then see Batman and Catwoman kind of team up, and they both understand that Ivy is behind this. And so they go, and they threaten to take down Ivy. Ivy pulls out her own boyfriend and shows that Superman is under mind control of Ivy. So Superman is ordered to go find them and kill them. And he says that he will not kill. Well, at this point in time, Ivy pulls out what looks like a kryptonite lipstick. She puts that on and kisses Superman, furthering the mind control grasp that Ivy had on him. So now he's ordered to find them and kill them. And he, without any verbal, just complies immediately. And he flies off to go find them. Bruce Wayne puts up a fight with some kryptonite knuckles. Catwoman's job was to go find... Uh, Lois Lane and she, they poise themselves at the top of the Daily Planet so as the fight continues Batman says look Lois Lane snap out of it Clark you can save her and at first he doesn't do it Catwoman ends up pushing Lois Lane off of the Daily Planet Superman snaps out of the mind control saves Lois Lane and you know, all is good, because what if Lois Lane had died, then we have another Injustice Timeline, and that <laughs> that would not be good. The original Injustice Timeline wasn't fantastic for everybody, let alone, you know, I digress. So, 
Batman confronts Catwoman shortly after and says, you weren't supposed to push her. Catwoman says, well, he was going to kill you. And that, to me, shows that the Batman character and the Catwoman character are two, two different characters in a bind together. Because Batman has this code where he's always going to do what's right, but he won't kill to get the job done. Whereas Catwoman, obviously just demonstrated, will get the job done and the ends will justify the means. The means will justify the ends. The ends will just... Catwoman will get the job done, is what I'm trying to say. So, they go back to Ivy. Superman is no longer under control. And so there's Batwoman, Catwoman, and Superman. And they're all threatening to hurt Ivy. Catwoman gets Ivy to talk, and Ivy gives up Hush. She says, Hush put me up to this. He told me to mind control you, and he told Bane to kidnap the kid for the ransom. And so everything is laid out for Hush. A couple days later, Bruce Wayne and Selina get together officially, and they go on a date as most people do who are together. I'm sorry, my English failed me. I was looking at my notes and just my mouth just would not work. <laughs> but they're at the opera and Harley Quinn shows up at the opera. And it, it showed that Joker is kidnapped by Hush and the only way for Harley Quinn to get Mr. J back is to kill Bruce Wayne. So she's at the opera. She starts causing havoc, you know, as she does. And Catwoman, well, Selina disappears with Thomas Elliot, who was supposed to take them outside. Bruce Wayne runs from Harley Quinn as Bruce Wayne. Catwoman shows up, fights Harley Quinn. Bruce Wayne disappears, comes back as Batman, takes on the clown, puts Harley Quinn into a big old snooze, just knocks her out for time out. Bruce Wayne runs out into the alley and sees that his childhood friend Thomas Elliot is on the ground dead and he's been shot and Joker is right above him with a gun and the Joker tries to tell Batman he says you know what's funny is I'm actually innocent and of course Batman doesn't believe him Batman almost kills the Joker and you see Commissioner Gordon come up and tell him like don't don't do this don't force me to hurt you over the Joker. So, the Joker gets taken by Gotham PD. Batman is off into the night to work out his extremely depressed and distraught feelings of his childhood friend who just recently came back into his life, has just as quickly left his life. They go to the funeral. Selena Kyle shows up. It means a lot to Bruce. That night in the Batcave, Nightwing and Bruce Wayne are talking. And they say, why would the Joker kill Thomas Elliot? And Batman comes to the conclusion that the Joker didn't kill Thomas Elliot. And that Hush killed him and set up Joker to make it look like Joker killed him. And he continues to explain it and say that Thomas Elliot was killed not because he has a connection to Batman, but because he has a connection to Bruce Wayne. And therefore, Batman makes the deduction that Hush knows Bruce Wayne is the Batman. 
which is kind of a big issue. There's not that many villains that have figured that out. And of the ones that do, they're all these, always the, the deadliest. They're always the biggest issue. So, Batman does a little bit digging, but he still continues his life with Selina. So you see Selina and Bruce are staying in the Wayne Manor together, and they, they're talking about going on a vacation, which is ironic to hear Bruce Wayne talking about going on a vacation. Alfred comes by and gives Bruce the phone saying this is Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon tells Batman there's been a break-in at your late friend Thomas Elliot's medical practice. So Batman goes with Commissioner Gordon and he scopes it out. And, he sa- and Batman is, you know, assessing the scene and he says this is a professional job. There's ruffled papers everywhere, but there's no fingerprints. And so he looks into the computer and sees that Arthur Wynn was the last man that Thomas Elliot had seen at his medical practice. And Arthur Wynn had a stage four brain tumor. So Batman looks at Commissioner Gordon and says, you up for a trip to Gotham? Uh, not Gotham. To the prison. I didn't write it down in my notes, and I feel like such a bad nerd right now that I don't know where they're going. But they go to uh, one of the you know, super high security evil villain prisons, and they interview the Riddler. And the Batman gives forth the information during the interrogation that the Riddler has the brain, f- the stage four brain tumor, because Arthur Wynn is the creator of the crossword puzzle, and that would only be an alias that the Riddler would use. So, you see that the Riddler admits that he's right, but he found out a way to fix his brain tumor another way other than surgery. And that's what we call the Lazarus Pit. Now, most of you probably know what a Lazarus Pit is. A Lazarus Pit is a it's a pit of nothing it's a pit of nothing good is what it is it's a pit of no-nos the Lazarus pit is a pit of a mysterious liquid that can bring anybody back from the dead now you don't come back the same Jason Todd didn't come back the same and the Riddler did not come back the same but he goes into the Lazarus pit and he says that when he came out, he was able to solve the biggest riddle of all. Who is the Batman? So, Batman stops him from talking, uses the battering, and slices his throat. Turns out that Clayface was impersonating the Riddler, but being controlled by the real Riddler wherever he is. So, Clayface fights Batman. There's some glorious commentary from the Joker which I don't want to ruin I don't feel like I would do it justice but if you watch the movie the commentary is just fantastic but they end up defeating Clayface between Commissioner Gordon and the Batman and then you see that Hush has catnapped (laughs) little play on words (laughs) hey Hush has catnapped Catwoman and so while she's hanging and she's slowly being pushed along to her doom in this kind of factory looking thing he gives forth his entire plan and 
again, I don't want to spill the beans on this because I won't do it justice, but you see that Hush really is an incredible mastermind. And he shows that from the very beginning, from when the Riddler came out of the Lazarus pit, he knew exactly how to do everything and that he was going to get back at the Batman, but also all the other villains who doubted the Riddler was as crazy as he actually is, who doubted that he could actually do this. And so Hush takes off his face bandages and shows that he is the Riddler. The Riddler is Hush. Hush is the Riddler. And that's why I love this plot, because it shows that the Riddler, very well known as a solid C-lister Batman villain, has not only figured out who the Batman is, but has made and who he's made all the other villains work for him he forced poison ivy to take control of superman he forced bane to kidnap a kid he forced catwoman by forcing poison ivy to force catwoman he kidnapped the joker so that harley quinn would be a distraction for hush to kill thomas elliott so he could plant the joker where Thomas Elliot is. He killed Scarecrow. Like, holy cow. The Riddler really came through on this. Did he come through as the Riddler? Not really. But he came through as Hush. And so Batman shows up to the factory. And Hush is trading blow for blow with Batman. They're absolutely almost equals. But Batman says the effects of the Lazarus Pit don't last forever. They wear off. And as soon as he says that, you see the character transform. You see him, instead of using the deep, hush voice that he's been using for the majority of the movie, you see him go back to the squealy, high-pitched Riddler voice. And so you literally can see and hear the effects of the Lazarus Pit wear off, which, again, is just a beautiful piece of art because you truly see the transformation of a character both ways to Hush and back from Hush back to the Riddler. So one thing leads to another. Catwoman escapes, but she also basically burns down the entire factory in the process and they're all still in there. Batman is still fighting Hush. Batman is almost beaten by Hush, but Catwoman comes to the rescue and so Batman and Catwoman fight together and defeat Hush. Now Hush almost falls to his death. Batman uses the grapple gun, shoots his leg, saves him. But then Riddler says, I forgot, you're the Batman, you can't let me die. And Catwoman's just like, oh, forget this. And just cuts the cord with her retractable claws, and Hush falls to what we presume is his death. Since Lazarus Pits are around, nobody truly can die, but we're going to assume that Hush is dead at this point in time. So, the building is literally about to explode. Batman and Catwoman escape. They run out the window. Here's a small little plot hole that I found. Tiny, 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 tiny little plot hole. In the beginning of the movie, not beginning, but more towards, towards the middle, when Hush makes his first entrance, en entrance and shoots Batman's grapple gun, he like severs the rope with a bullet, you see Batman fall all the way down onto his back but here at the end Catwoman literally just sliced Batman's grapple rope and in order to escape he shoots a grapple gun and he uses that to help Batman and Catwoman escape 
So my 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 question is, if he had a second little grapple end, I guess, if he was able to reconnect it to a different strand of rope, why didn't that happen earlier in the movie? Tiny little plot hole, but that plot hole could be covered up by saying that Batman, after that encounter from Hush, after he had been gunned down while swinging, decided to put an additional grapple gun on his utility belt. That plot hole could be easily fixed with that, but uh, that's still up for a debate, in my opinion. Anywho, we see at the end of the movie that Catwoman confronts Batman, saying, you know, I changed. I would continue to change. I changed so much for you, but you won't change. You have this stupid code. And Batman says, if I don't have this code, I'm no better than they are. So we see that the relationship of Batman and Catwoman, as well as Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle, is now over. It is no longer a thing, and she says, you could have changed, but you won't. I'm not going to hang around. So she's off, she makes her exunt, and so that concludes the movie. That is Batman Hush. Again, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I think the artwork was fantastic, I think the overall animation was amazing, the voice acting was great, the plot was amazing. Like I said, it was a very, very well done movie, and overall, I would give it nine and a half batarangs out of ten. The only reason I don't give it that half is because of that plot hole. That's the only reason. That's the only thing I wasn't explained. But other than that, nine nine and a half batarangs out of ten. I think that's a fantastic review. If you have a different review, if you would give it a different rating, please let me know. You can use my Instagram handle. That's going to be dom d o m underscore. Marinelli, which is spelled M-A-R-I-N-E-L-L-I. Shoot me a message on there. And if you think that there should be a different rating for this movie, let me know. Again, let me know for what movie I should do next. Let me know what you think I should watch and review. And once again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Nerd Patrol. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And once again, stay safe, nerds. I'll see you on the next patrol.